0: Hello and good afternoon everybody I know it's been a while since I've been on here but I've been dealing with life and trying to uh, become an adult fully I've been halfway there for about the last two years but I, I gotta transition and accept Christ fully so I know you're probably wondering well what's today's episode about um if you can hear the music in the background before I get started, this podcast is going to be about an hour long, or so, 45 minutes. I'm going to speak on the book of Revelation, the last book, and then we're going to discuss other books this weekend, because I'm going to be dropping podcasts all weekend. This This song I'm playing is called Better Than I, and it's on the soundtrack 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 not tracked of the movie joseph the king of dreams um that that is the prelude or uh, before movie to the very very beautifully created prince of egypt my favorite movie ever because dreamworks i'm so glad disney did not get prince of egypt because it was pitched to them but they rejected it um but Disney's—I mean, uh, excuse me—DreamWorks uh, storytelling abilities. Oh, it's so powerful. And the it, Prince of Egypt is a classic, so I had to check out the other movie. And I love this song. It is so motivational. It's called "Better Than I," and it—it it just teaches you to put God first, always, you know. And I'm playing this because in these in days in 2020, especially, we need to hold on to God. This year has flew by, honestly, because March through August, we've been home. Primarily, I know I have been. Um, I'm starting school on Tuesday again, but it's been a long road this year, and God is revealing lots of truth. So, um, the book of Revelation, I already recorded this, but it kept getting muffled. I, just, I had to keep recording and recording and recording. So I just want to have one full solid take, so that I would I wouldn't have to do this over and over again. Um, I'm not writing notes. This is freely um, spoken because I had already written notes, but I um, the, the the all the recordings made me lose them and made me misplace them. Um, Cause I've done this at least twice now, but I do want to make it a fluid reading. I do want to make it a fluid, um, a fluid understanding. And I had originally separated this video into two parts, one from all the way from the, uh, seven churches all the way down to the beasts of the earth and the beasts of the, um, sea. And then I want to get into the rest of the revelations, but I think I'm going to discuss it all just so we can get a full understanding of the book so to begin who wrote the book of Revelation well that is a great great question I believe it was the Apostle John that wrote this because the Apostle James Jesus brother I believe at this point was already martyred already deceased had already got killed by the Romans and so was the um, Apostle Simon Peter and a lot of the apostles were already gone at this point and even John himself was blessed to be alive he was exiled on the island of patmos and it is a small island that lies t- about 20 miles from the um uh that lies 20 miles south of uh satmos which is another island in greece and it's lined on the aegean, I- excuse me, sea and this is a very isolated island and while John was on this island, he saw lots and lots and lots of visions, godly visions. And so if you, if you um, parallel a lot of the visions he's seen from a lot of the visions that Daniel or even a lot of the early Old Testament prophets seen, then you can clearly see some of the similarities. So let's get started. Um, Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about the seven churches. Now... We have seven churches. Now, this to me is a symbolic of the seven continents of the earth, not literally, but I I think God chose seven because it is the number for completion, of course, but I think he chose seven because these were the seven major churches of the time. So you have the church, the seven churches of the apocalypse, the church of Pagermas, Excuse me if I'm pronouncing these wrong. A lot of the names in the Bible I cannot pronounce at all, but you have the Church of Smyrna, you have the churches, the Church of Ephesus, the Church of Tanarri, oh Lord Tanarita, the Church of Zardus, the Church of Philadelphia, and the Church of Laodicea. Now, these churches are um, an example a metaphor, a, a analogy of how we should be as Christians in these last days. So only two of these seven churches would have made it into heaven, according to John and according to Jesus. Um, the first church we have is the Church of of Ephesus, and it is the Loveless Church. Essentially, this church was... Um, loveless it had no love for christ uh that the love of christ was hot it was lukewarm it was not powerful enough it you know it was it died down like they at first loved the lord but at once he passed it it died down and that that, that tells us that we need to always keep our love for jesus hot like a stove you know no 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 lukewarmness um the condemnation for that church was they all they needed to um reject evil and always have patience you know what i'm saying if you are if you want the the lord to come tomorrow of course that love that you have for jesus will die because you're rushing it you nobody knows the hour the time of the hour so have patience and reject all evil for that church the next church was called the um persecuted church. And this is one of the churches that actually made it into heaven. This was the church of Smyrna and it was persecuted literally. So this is part of the church that I believe James went to. If I'm not, no, I, I'm not sure, but it was one of the persecuted churches. And there was no criticism for this church because it was the role model, the, the, all the early apostles, all the early people that walked with John and walked with Jesus and walked with the disciples were persecuted. So this was part of Jesus. G- this was part of his movement. This is what Jesus told us would happen. And this last day, some of us will get shot because of our beliefs. Some of us will die because of our beliefs. We, if we go out into a street right now, And say all homosexuals will burn in hell I guarantee you that 30 people will be like No, you're judgment I guarantee you, you will be persecuted You cannot say things like that anymore And that's because Christians have always been persecuted Always, throughout history from, From Roman Catholicism When the Bible was banned for more than a thousand years from people All the way down to slavery People... Christians especially have always been cross persecuted. So the um, condemnation was not not condemnation. The the advice, let me say that, was to gracefully accept the suffering. Do not be afraid of the suffering. Do not fear the suffering. Don't say, oh, well, I do believe in Jesus, but um I don't want to die. No. If somebody says I'll put a bullet in the back of your head, if you say Jesus is Lord, you better say Jesus is Lord and take that bullet. Because at the end of the day, your principles, your beliefs, if they change, then you are not solid. If they, if if your principles can be shifted, then you as a person are weak. So, the persecuted church, um, the promise to them was the crown of life. You know, it, it was that... How can I put this? It was that had they continued to do what they were doing, they were going to get all the benefits... this life and even though it's short you know we never know when this day will come that people will kill us because of our beliefs we will have everlasting life after the fact after we pass so the next church is the um compromising church and this church is uh, today's church if any if any are um this is the church of programa pergamos okay and this church what what John criticized about this church was that it tolerated immortal immorality, excuse me, idolatry and heresies. Today's church, we we accept and tolerate homosexuality. We accept and tolerate uh blasphemy. We accept and tolerate all type of things in this church. And I think that this church especially is a great example because everybody today, if you tell them to repent of their sins, they're like, oh, you're so judgmental. And that is not the case. Okay. it It is so sickening how this church, reflect, a lot of these churches reflect today's beliefs. But this church especially reflects today's church. Not today's people, today's church. So the church has accepted so, many, so much wickedness. That it's not even the church, the church anymore. It is something completely different. It is the system of the beast, essentially. These Baptist a lot, some of these Baptist church that have signed with the five O one C three charters. You know the Roman Catholic charters. Those, those are the churches I'm speaking on. Not the good, good the people who are doing good for the Lord. Um, and the criticism John had for this was to keep the faith of Christ. Do not sway your faith just like I said if you sway your principles if you sway your beliefs then you're not solid that's like saying okay I'm gonna build a house and have a faulty foundation every construction worker my boyfriend especially every everybody knows essentially that foundation them cornerstones need to be set properly in a certain way or the whole house will fall down and that is the problem um, the Church of Programos had his instructions were to repent, and the promises of life were a whole new, um, whole new name, whole new creature. You, once you do this, you would become a whole new creature. And essentially, if you repent and accept Christ, you become a whole new creature. I used to be, well, I God's still working on me, <laughs> but I used to be so bad. I used to be <sighs> without Jesus. I don't know where I would be thank God for him. Thank God for this book. But let's keep going. Um, just so we don't take up too much time. Um, cause I do want to eat. I'm hungry y'all. But the next church is the church of Thy- Thyatria. I think that's how you pronounce it. Thyatria. And this is the corrupt church. This is, <laughs> this is the church that just, did the most. Um it's kind of like the Church of Pergamos, but it's a little worse. Um the Church of Thyatria. Ty- uh, the criticism John had was that they tolerated cults of idolatry and immorality. Idolatry is ter- terrible. Like it's it's almost as bad as immorality. It is as bad as immorality, but idolatry is taking Paganism into it. This is the Catholic Church's problem. They love give they love giving us graven images of Mary and baby Jesus. But the Bible specifically says that's a sin in the Ten Commandments. That is a sin. So why the Catholic Church decided to wipe that um, um, Ten Commandment out and then um, separate two of the you know com- uh, one of the two commandments into two? You know what I'm saying? I have no idea. That that just shows the satanic motives. Um, but the advice John had for this church was to love, service, faith, and patience are greater than the first, than at first, excuse me. So essentially what John is saying is that love, service, faith, and patience make your church into Smyr- the the church of Smyrna, if that makes sense. they, they. They mold your church into that because without love, how do you stay when people are being prosecuted without service to those people? How do you stay when they're being prosecuted without faith that God is real or Jesus is there or he can protect you? How do you stay? you know what I'm saying so these are um some of the things John commented on when it regards to this church um and the instructions John had for this church was that judgment is coming. Okay? It is coming and it is coming swiftly. And to keep the faith, just like um the keep the faith, right? Just like the church of Pergamon, excuse me. um I'm so sorry. Just like the Church of Pergamos. Pogrom- uh, I can't really. I, I hate. I'm trying to sound it out in my head, but i not the best. John kind of gave them the same um, same uh, instructions. Okay. The instructions. Let's just go back over. You have the Church of Ephesus, Ephesians. The instructions for them were to do the work you did at first. So don't change. Don't don't switch it up. And don't. Don't d- develop new things. Um, the Church of Smyrna instructions, because they were the church that were, were going to heaven, was to be faithful until death. Meaning, do not change your faith until you leave this earth. Keep, be solid. Be solid, okay? The Church of Pergamos instructions was to repent. The Church of Tanaria, Tenar- <laughs> I can't pronounce it for my life. Um, But their instructions were to, um, was that judgment was coming and to keep the faith and next we have the church of sardis this is the dead church essentially i would read what um they say but you guys have a bible y'all can read i don't want a baby y'all we're all adults here um the criticism for this church was that it was dead so it was like the church of ephesus but the love was not you know stagnant, it wasn't where it was, it completely died. Like, they just, you know, what? Who's you know, why are we here? You know, let's make this a club. This church was dead, it had no faith, essentially. This church was alive, but they were dead in the spirit, if that makes sense. They didn't have faith, they didn't believe. And so, the con the um, instructions and condemnations that this church had was that. <clears throat> Only some had kept their faith and not all you when you when you have a church, you need to understand that everybody in that church needs to be on one accord. They all need to have faith in Jesus. That way God can come into the dwelling place, uh, dwelling place. God said when one or two call in my name, I'm present. So if you only have one person keeping the faith, or two people keeping the faith and there's a whole building. And God sees that whole building, I'm pretty sure God's going to be like, um, I'm going to go to the church that actually, um, you know, (laughs) that actually has more people, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to keep the faith going, just like you can't let it cool down. You can't throw the pot out, the pot of hot water outside. Like you keep the pot on the eye on low to medium heat. Okay. Okay. Um, hot heat, excuse me. Um, you want to be, you know, consistent. You don't want to be too, 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 too hot so that the water evaporates. But you do want, you don't want to become a radical and accept heresies is what I'm saying. But you do want to have the faith in Jesus always. Never change that, okay? So the instructions for this church was also to repent and strengthen the people that remain. So keep keep telling them the same thing. Repent Gather up their faith Don't let them be a dead faith church Okay The next church was the only other church That would be accepted into heaven In Jesus' eyes at the time And that was the faithful church Of Philadelphia Now Philadelphia is a very popular name um, Especially over here In um, the U.S. And it, it, it was picked Because Um the name itself was picked because of this Philadelphia church and again this is the faithful church and it had no criticism from John the Apostle now this church was faithful it kept all the commandments of the Lord it did never have denied the name of Jesus it kept Jesus' word and it gives us a little hint into what I'm going to get into next and I'm going to read um, Revelation 3 and 7, no, uh, sorry, 3 and 9. And indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not. But lie, indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. And to know that I have loved you. Hallelujah. So I'm going to stop there. And I'm just going to give you all little hints as to what we are going to dwell into. Um, let me see how... I'm 20 minutes in. That's pretty good. So I have about 20 minutes for each um, subject. These subjects can get very detailed. That's why I just want to make sure I have everything and so on so forth. So the Church of Philadelphia's um, instructions were to keep the faith. You know, keep the faith. Be faithful until death, just like the Church of Smarna. Um, this church again, preserved the faith, it kept the word of Christ, and it honored his name, didn't, didn't, you know, it wasn't lukewarm with his name, wasn't dead of faith with his name, it wasn't stagnant, it, it honored, honors, glorifies, that, that, those are the words we want to think when we think Jesus, when we think God, the faith of God needs to be honorable, needs to be glorified, okay, and the last church we have here is the lukewarm church. Now, this church here, this church, the church of Laocidia, was indifferent to Jesus. Essentially, it was like Ephesus. It wasn't hot for God at all. It wasn't cold for God at all. It didn't care it, either way. It was like, eh, maybe I'll like God, maybe I won't, you know, and that is very dangerous. Because when you're indifferent about things, you don't care about it. That's that's worse than being stagnant. That's worse than being dead. Because at least when you're dead, you had a faith that you fell from. When you're indifferent, you didn't. Ne- you never built that faith. If that makes sense. So, the, <laughs> you know, John said, "If you don't care about Christ, I don't care about you." Essentially, it's not what he said, but. It, I'm just going to read from um, the scriptures so you can get a better picture. Uh, this is Revelation 3 and 16. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, like I said, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, I have become wealthy and I have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor and blind and naked. I will counsel you to buy um from me, refined in fire, that you may be rich in white garments, that you may be clothed, that this the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with the salve. I I can't pronounce this. That you may see. So essentially, Jesus is telling them that if you don't care about me, again I don't care about you. You think you have it all because you're rich. You think you have made it because you have material on earth that that is dangerous and a lot of rich people today feel as though they don't care about the lord at all they don't care not even rich um we have atheists agnostics that they don't care they are indifferent they won't pick up a bible and read they won't do research they won't do anything and that is dangerous that is one of the most dangerous things you can be okay so those were the seven churches and now that we are done with the churches we can get into heaven thank you lord so i'm gonna skip over um the throne of the throne room of heaven um because clearly you guys can have an imagination it is the literal throne room throne room of heaven and this is where the angels you know say to the lord and he has all his uh angels and, 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 and animals, you can read this and keep it in your, ma- in your mind. But, um, this is where God dwells essentially. So next, um, we have the lamb that takes the scroll and who is the lamb. Now, if you go to church, you know who the lamb is. The lamb is Jesus himself. So the lamb Jesus or Jesus is, is setting in motion, the apocalypse, he takes the scroll Now, worthy is the lamb. We know this because the lamb is Jesus again. And I'm just going to read from the scripture. Um, This is Revelation chapter five, verse nine. And now they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. For you were slain, Jesus, and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and every tongue and every people and and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on earth. Now, this is saying two things. One, that everybody on this earth, I don't care if you live in Antarctica, I don't care if you live in Haiti, I don't care if you live in uh, Ghana, okay, anywhere on earth. Everybody on this earth has seen a Bible or heard of a Bible. Okay, the Bible is the most um, bought book in history. Okay, it uh, uh ne- after that is Harry Potter, which I think is <laughs> tells a lot about this world the hypocrisy. But the Bible is an important book. It also states that every tongue and every knee shall not in here, but you know, in the Bible, and this is essential because. If you're ever battling spirits and you know about spirits and you're, you know, for example, an a exorcist or you ever cast out demons, you know that the name of Jesus will make every spirit leave, flee. I mean, like a, a, a dog who sees a belt and knows that <laughs> he got his butt smacked before. The name of Jesus. I remember one time just... Going off topic, I remember one time I had sleep paralysis and this is where you're sleeping and you open your eyes, but your your body is still sleeping and you can't move. And this is, this is dangerous because ever I've only experienced that one time, but if you experience a lot, you are under spiritual warfare and you need to grab onto that Bible because it is important to know the name of Jesus during these times. When I was opening my eyes and I couldn't move, I was so scared and in the corner of my room I saw a shadow and I'm moving my eyes to look at it and I couldn't and all I said was Jesus Jesus and I kept saying and every time I get scared I do that I I, I don't know what it is like my grandma taught me taught me that and I'm grateful she did but I just said Jesus Jesus G and I kept saying his name and wouldn't you know I fell asleep and I've never had that problem again and ever when I woke up that morning that is when I had that revelation I think that um in my introductory I'm gonna re-upload these I accidentally deleted two of my podcasts but ever since I had that experience oh I've been I I cast away the agnosticism and I, I got back into my word but Again, where these the lamb, and this is where the lamb starts the apocalypse. Now we have six seal uh, six horses, yeah, seven seals, you know, the um seals of completion. We have the uh seven's the number of completion. I'm sorry, we have the first seal, which is the conqueror. And I saw the lamb open one of the seals, and I heard it say, One of the four living creatures, saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see me. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. This is the horse of war. This is the horse. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, This is not the horse of war. This is the horse I believe Jesus rides on. So this is the white horse, but it is not the horse of war. Not yet. So this is the conqueror horse. That means once Jesus gets on this horse, everything he rides past will be conquered. So Satan... Good luck. That's all I can say. Um, The second seal is conflict on earth. This is um, when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come and see me. Another horse fiery and red went out. The red horse is the horse of bloodshed and the killing of the sword. So this is the horse of war instead of peace on earth. This is the horse that will indicate that once every, a lot of people are dying over bloodshed, over violence, then this... These are the signs to know. And I think that that's today. You know, if you think about all the people that have died in wars, all the people that have died in gun violence, all the people that have died, have been murdered, all the children that have been human trafficked, all the the, the things. You know what I'm saying? This is today. This is representative today. And I'm so terrified. Um, Not of... The apocalypse but of the the innocent people that don't even know about this and don't even know that that God is working um but then again nobody knows the day or the hour so who knows but um the third seal is scarcity on earth and he opened the third seal and I heard a living creature saying come and see me and I looked and behold a pair of scale uh, uh I'm sorry and behold a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand I need my glasses <laughs> but um this third horse symbolizes famine okay so um famine drought uh severe hunger you know um starvation this is what it symbolizes so after the bloodshed will be starvation so are we running out of food definitely Definitely. If you don't think the world is running out of food, go Google um these food banks, in 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 Norway and in, in Peru that they they literally have to have banks of seeds so that the world does not go into famine. And once those are depleted, once those are run out, Lord knows what will happen then. Okay, the only reason we are not in famine now is because of some of those food banks and because of some of these local farmers. Thank God for them. Um, the fourth seal is widespread death on earth. Now, this next horse is the horse of death. Uh, is the horse not of death? Yes, it is. It is the horse of death. It is Hades, essentially. So it's not. it's not... Um, so much famine but it is just death not bloodshed but just death so this is plague this is illness this is sickness and when he opened the fourth seal i heard the voice of the four um fourth living creature saying come and see me and so i look and behold a pale horse now this horse lord jesus this horse is uh death like i said and this is the consequences of the rest of the um horses. Uh we have famine, bloodshed, and we have um uh uh everything else that that will come. So this is death. This is the 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 consequences of everything else. The fifth seal is not a horse. Those are the four horses. So clap it up for the four horses. Thank you. Thank y'all you <laughs> but the the fifth seal is the cry of the martyrs. So At this point, um, let me just read from the scriptures and explain when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar, the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and, um, for the testimony of which they held. So later on in this book, we will, um, go on to say the beast and how he got into it. But these are the martyrs. These are all the people that, like I said, were persecuted for Jesus. They will have a special spot in heaven. Thank God for that, because if I'm killed with Jesus, I know I'm going to go meet him and shake his hand and cry and bow to him because all the things I believed came to pass and they are coming to pass. And that that will be a blessing in itself. So the fifth seal is the cry, the cry of the martyrs. The sixth seal is cosmic disturbances. What is cosmic disturbances? This is solar eclipses. This is. The, the blood moon that I saw the other um, year. This is the, uh, the, the, the skies, the heavens having disturbances like no other. Now, we've forgotten a couple. But when it happens, when the, the sun becomes black as sackcloth, or sackcloth, excuse me, and the moon becomes red like blood, and the stars fall from heaven, this is when things get serious. Okay. And then and this is where we have to get serious and progressive about the bowls. Oh, because once those bowls come, it's really the end. This is all the judgment that God has been saving. So that is the sixth seal. And the seventh and last seal is the seal of Israel. These are the 144,000 people, essentially, of the 12 sons of Jacob. So this is Joseph, Zebulun, Levi, uh, Simeon, uh, Manasseh, Nafit. I could never pronounce this boy name. N A um N A F H N A P H excuse me, Nephi, Asher Gad, Reuben, and Judah. These are the twelve sons of Israel. Literally. The the Jacob's name is Israel. So these are the twelve sons. These are all the descendants that <coughs> um that were still on earth essentially i believe that they were still on earth yes they were still on earth and these are all the descendants of israel shoot back up i don't know why jehovah's witnesses think they will be a part of this This so nothing to do with jehovah's witnesses but these this is where this comes from this is where this um hypothesis that 144 um israelites will be saved so I will get into that in another another episode. I don't want to get into it in this one just because of the timing. Um, And the next is the magnitude of the great tribulation. And after these things, I looked and behold a great magnitude, uh, multitude, I said magnitude, the multitude, excuse me multitude which no one could number of all nations tribes peoples and tongues standing before the throne of the lamb clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out to the lord saying salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and our lamb so um this is everybody who's in heaven praising god worshiping god venerating god as they should have but one of the elders answered saying to me who are these who are raised in white clothes and where did they come from? And I said, sir, you know, <laughs> I don't know why John wrote like that, but John says, uh, so, you know, uh, sir, you know, so he said to me, these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. If you don't get that metaphor, I can't explain it to you because, of the timing uh, 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 oh I'm sorry the seal of Israel was not the seventh seal the seventh seal is the prelude to the seven trumpets so we have seven seals seven trumpets seven bowls seven 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 completion Okay. Uh, a lot of occultists like to use those um, numbers to try to venerate themselves but it is only in the bible that seven is completion not on earth okay stop it you're not God Seven, 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 um, username, whatever, <laughs> or six, six, six. They, they love to throw those numbers in and swear they're God, but they're not. So, um, the seventh seal is the prelude to the seven trumpets. The first trumpet is vegetation struck and the angel sounded and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood and they were, th- um, and they were thrown onto the earth and the, and the trees were burnt up and the grass was burnt up. So, whew again once these bowls come it is really the end <laughs> um the second trumpet is when the sea struck and the second angel sounded and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea and the third sea came, um came into blo- became blood so these this is the plagues to me of Egypt all over again now we had the trumpets that are warnings but the uh, I said trumpets. So we had the seals that were warnings, but the trumpets are actual, you know, judgment. not to say that the, the seals weren't judgments, but these are so v- the, the, it's like the worst, the more the next, the, after you pass the first seven, it gets worse and worse. Okay. So it, it, I, I don't want to be here. I want to be gone by the time these come. Cause if you ever played fallout four, that's what I think the world would be like utter, Utter chaos and utter, utter, utter ruin, ruiny utter, utter, utter um, not ruining, but utter catastrophe. Um, the third trumpet is when the waters are struck. So this, you have the seas, you have the waters. The seas are the oceans. The the waters are the rivers, essentially. So the these both become burning like f- um fire. Right, so we had the second trumpet. The, the um, rivers burning like fire. Um, the, uh, not the rivers. Right, the waters, the the lakes, the every all the things that are connected that aren't connected to the seas. Um, it became wormwood, essentially. If you're reading the Bible, you know exactly what I mean. It became bitter. The waters, all the waters, became disgusting to drink. So that's all water. That makes life. Very miserable. (laughs) So the fourth trumpet is when the heavens struck and the fourth angel sounded and the third and third of the sun was struck and a third of the moon and a third of the stars and a third of them were darkened and a third of the day did not shine and likewise the night. So this is kind of like the cosmic disturbances, but worse because this this symbolizes Satan's fall from heaven. Okay. This symbolizes that all the, the, the beautiful creations that people worship to venerate Satan, essentially, were darkened. They they did I think this is a God's metaphor of saying, Since one third of the angels fell, these are the angels, the, the light that are still here are the angels that helped me. And it stayed with me. And these are the angels that y'all worship. The demons. The demon time. Beyonce loves to say, "I, I hate it. I, I don't like her. I wouldn't say hate her, but I just don't like her." She, she promotes the ungodly hour of the twins. The, you know, we're we're in the we're already in the year of um the age of Aquarius, and she knows what she's doing. If you're if you know, you know. If you're woke, you you know. Um. So the next um trumpet, the fifth trumpet, is the locust. From the bottomless pit again this is giving a symbolism from um Egypt when Moses came and he had the locusts come and the fifth angel sounded and I saw a star falling from heaven to earth again I believe this is symbolism and um of Lucifer and um to him was given the key to the bottom bottomless pit so this is hell essentially to me you know it don't have to be to everybody i could be completely um not wrong but um off key but i believe you know i'm not a pastor i'm not a man but i i am a biblical reader i'm a biblical scholar i do research these things so i'm very interested in such but this is what i think god is inferring when he says he was given the bottom a star literally a pentagram or you know, it fell from heaven and it was given the key to the bombless pit. You you could have to use your you gotta use imagination. You have to be esoterical. You can't just think things mean one thing. You know what I'm saying? Like a pentagram does is not a star only. You know what I'm saying? It's it's more than it's more than that. Um so the next seal, the sixth seal, was the angels from Euphrates. Now who what is the Euphrates? The Euphrates is the Euphrates. In Tigris River. And if you ever took human history, you know that that was the cradle, the fertile crescent. That was the cradle of civilization. That is where humanity itself started in between these two rivers because people needed water, clearly. And so the sixth angel sounded and I heard a voice from the four horns and the golden altar, which is before God, saying that the sixth angel who had the trumpet released the four angels. And bound the great Eura Euphrates. This means that This is this is bad. Like the, if we thought the the river's burning up was bad. If we thought the locusts from the bottomless pit was bad, this is bad. This is the greatest historical river. Swallowed up. Okay, this will kill a third of mankind because a lot of people still to this day live over there. Okay? And that's 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 scary. All right. So we have the seventh trumpet, which is the kingdom proclaimed. But before I read that, let's read the mighty angel with the little book. And I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud and the rainbow and um, and a rainbow was on his head and on his face was like the sun and his feet were like pill- pillars of fire. And he had a little book in his hand. And he set his right foot in the sea and his left foot on the land. And he cried out with a lion, with a loud voice, as when a lion roars. And when he cries out, and as he cries out, or uh, when he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. And the seven thunders uttered, and, and now when the seven um, thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, "Seal up the things." which the seven thunders uttered, and do not write them. And the angel whom I saw standing on the, um, on the sea and land ri- uh, raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and all things that are in it, and the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and, all, and the things that are in it, that there should be a delay no longer. That means that there was a delay, and the judgments there was a grace period that is over that is terrifying that means that if you sin one time in my perception if you sin one time that them judgments are coming to you immediately that that means that the judgments no longer had a waiting period that the judgments weren't sparing meaning that these judgments are killing everyone essentially so john eats the little book and the voice, um, which I heard from heaven, spoke to me again and said, Go and take the little book, which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. And so I went to the angel and said to him, Give me the little book. And he said, Take it and eat it, and it will make your stomach bitter, and it will be, but it will be sweet in your mouth as honey. And then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth but as i eaten it my stomach became bitter and he said you must prophesy again and many peoples and many nations and many tongues so this little book to me was the book of revelations you know the the, all, all the what we're talking about today this he essentially wasn't allowed to um write everything he saw but he had to write down everything he remembered um once he got out of those visions and the visions are very powerful i've only heard of one real person i know having visions but they are they're like sleep apnea but on god's level so imagine you can just move and see everything oh I, I, I pray god blesses me to see one at least before i leave this earth you know i would i'd be blessed to see that but continuing on we have the two witnesses and i was given a um a reed like a measuring rod and the angel stood saying rise and measure the temple of god the altar and those who worship there and leave me out of the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it for it is given um so it is um it has been given to by the gentiles um these two witnesses Essentially, were God's prophets. and I'm just going to explain um, what happened to them really briefly because uh, of the timing. again, because I'm hungry, I'm getting hungry and hungry. Um, but these two witnesses were men of God, and this is where we have the beast introdu- introduced. So the two witnesses were killed, and they finished their testimony, and the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them. And overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city. Which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt. Where our Lord was also crucified. That's powerful. Keep that in mind. So going, um, continuing forward, they are killed, right? So the witnesses are resurrected. As Jesus was. And now, um, and after the three and a half, and three and a half days. In the breath of... Let me read this all over again. Now, after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard from a loud voice saying, come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud. So at this point, all the people that had saw them, all the people that had witnessed them were terrified because they're like, oh, gosh, god is right and so a great a great earthquake shook the city and it it killed a tenth of the city and ever since then that whole city glorified the god of heaven and i think god put these two witnesses just to save a sparing few it's just to save a little bit more people because i feel as though in heaven it is not going to be billions of people like we think it is going to be millions maybe thousands and i pray that i make it there and i pray that you know I get married and I stop this fornicating I'm doing, but a lot of people don't even know that what they're doing is sin. So that, that says a lot. The seventh trumpet, um, the kingdom proclaimed is just Jesus. Or, you know, the angels and all of the, the servants of Christ, uh, worshiping God and saying to God, we give thanks. Oh Lord. Oh my, um, We give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and the one who was and the one who is to come. Because you have taken your great power and reigned, excuse me. And the nations were angry and your wrath has come. And the time of the dead that they should be judged and um, that should reward your servants and the prophets and the saints. And And those who fear your name, small and great and should destroy those who destroy the earth powerful stuff um again i don't want to explain this because we're all adults we should all know what this means um the woman the child and the dragon essentially to me this is mary jesus satan okay and now the great sign appeared in heaven and the woman clothed with uh with the sun and with the moon under her feet and on her head, a garland of 12 stars. I believe this is the garland of the, what the Israelites wore. The 12 stars of 12 sons of Israel. Um, mm, this is Mary. This is a symbol, uh, symbology of Mary. Um, she uh, Then being with child, she cried out in labor and pains to give birth. So this is where the dragon is introduced and another sign appeared in heaven behold a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven uh demi diamonds on his head now they have great um breakdowns of what um the symbolism of these horns mean on youtube again i don't want to get into it because it would take very long 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 time but there there's um there's uh, uh passages in, in Daniel, I believe, that can confirm what these mean about the horns and the seven heads and all that. So, um, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth and devour her child soon as it was born. So, again, this is King Herod, okay? He was ready to come get Jesus, but little did he know Jesus, you know, Satan's plans were foiled, um, but she bore a male child who was to rule over all nations with a rod of iron. That is Jesus. Thank God for him. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has um, a place prepared by God. And they should eat, and they should feed her there one um, one thousand two hundred and sixty days. Okay, so. This is going back to the symbolism of the dragon, to the symbolism of the star who was thrown into the bottomless pit. It's Satan thrown out of heaven. If you haven't read the book of Enoch, I suggest you do. It is a very powerful book. All the lost books are powerful, honestly. But this book will really put all this into perspective. I don't even want to read this part because I don't like talking about Satan. I don't like giving him any veneration. Again... You guys are grown, you have Bibles, y'all know who the dragon is, y'all know who the, the fallen star is, connect the dots. Um, the woman persecuted, which is the next uh, highlight of this book, was um, the woman. This is her life, her whole life she was persecuted and the, and the dragon saw that he had been cast to earth and he persecuted the woman that gave birth to the child and the woman who was given Two wings of a great eagle So that she might fly into the wilderness um, To her place Which had been nurtured for a long time And times and a half from her presence Of the serpent So this is to me Mary's life Mary had to do a lot of running I don't think you understand that Mary went to Africa Mary went to Bethlehem, uh, uh, in Bethlehem. then she went back to Nazareth where Jesus was from. Like she did a lot of traveling. Why? Because people were trying to kill her and her child, literally. If you read the gospel of um, the infancy infancy of um, Jesus, we know that there, there was a servant that automatically knew that that was the child of God. Automatically. So if you if you think a servant knew that, don't you think the kings would know that? So, again, Mary was persecuted a lot in her life. I believe um, up until Jesus was an adult and then he was persecuted, you know. But she and and Joseph went through a lot. So, um, moving on from that, we have the beast of the sea and the beast of the earth. So, the beast of the sea, to me, is the spirit of the sea. You know how in African um, spirituality, you have a lot of evil sea spirits, this is where this comes from. This is the accumulation of all of them. And the beast of the earth, like the beasts of the sea, is the accumulation of all these wicked deities, Zeus and, and, and Hermes and all these people accumulated. So let's just read the first couple sentences. And the beast of the sea from the beast of the sea. And then I um, stood on the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and seven heads and ten horns and on his ten horns. Um, and on his ten, um, crowns, excuse me, and on his ten horns, having ten crowns, and on his head's a blasphemous name, okay? I don't want to get into that. There are lots of videos that, again, describe the symbolism of this, but I don't want to get into it, but this essentially, um, this, this starts the people of the earth marveling the beast. This starts the worshipping of the beast. And the dragon gave him his power. So Satan gave him his power. I believe this is um the political aspect of the world. So we have the two, again, two meanings. Um, it's the sea, but it's the political. And then the, the next, the beast of the earth, is the more religious Um uh i'll explain it okay so we have the dragon that gave him his power his throne and great authority and i saw one of the heads as it has been mortally wounded and greatly wounded and healed and all of the world marveled and followed the great beast and they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast saying who is like the beast who can who's able to make war with the beast let's go to the next one beast of the earth And I saw a beast coming out of the earth who had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. So again, this to me is the appearance of a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. Catholic Church appears to be a Christian institution, but it does not practice Christian beliefs. It does not practice Christian principles. There is no way you can be a Christian institution. but say abortion is okay. Okay. It spoke like a dragon. It is it is a, a deceitful. It's the wolf, wolf in sheep's clothing, essentially. So he was granted power to breathe the image of the beast. And um, the image of the beast should speak because as many as would not worship the image, the beast would be killed. So this is where the two witnesses come in. This is what happened in those days or what will happen. And he causes all great and rich um small and great rich and poor poor um free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or their foreheads mark of the beast okay and none shall sell or buy except for those who have the mark um here is wisdom let's just we've read this we've heard this here is wisdom let um him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for his number for his number is the number of a man, and his number is 666. If I see any usernames names with 666, I see hats, I see shirts with 666 on it. I, I see that all the time now. I think people use it to be cool, but it just goes to show how satanic this world really is. It just goes to show. Because that's where this comes from, The the, the numbers, okay? It's, it is wicked, these people. So continuing on we have the lamb and the 44,000 so Jesus and his dis, um, would it be his descendants? yes it would because he was already here <laughs> Jesus and his descendants um, coming down and I looked and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 so this is the war essentially they're getting ready for war, Jesus and his um, descendants, the proclamations of the three angels. And when I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having everlasting gospel to preach, and to those who dwell on earth, to every nation, every tribe, every tongue, and every people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and glorify him, and, f- um, and the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and the springs of the water. So it's a proclamation of an angel, again, warning the people, follow God, because you don't want to be on the opposite side. Okay. Um, I, I can, I'm, I'm telling you as, as the host of this podcast, you don't want to be on the opposite side of God. Trust me. Okay. So reaping of the earth's harvest, reaping of the earth's, um, reaping of the, um, grapes of wrath. And they prelude to the bowl judgments. I'm going to skip over the reapings. Not to skip over it. But again, because we have Bibles. And because we are all adults. I don't want to baby you and read everything to you. Because you need to get saved on your own time. I accepted Jesus, you need to do the same. Um, So the bowl judgments, like the trumpets and the seals, are judgments. The first bowl is loathsome swords. Okay, so when um the angels start pouring out the bowls, it is the end. This is the final sets of judgments, the final seven judgments. So um the first went out and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. So that this is everybody who's left on earth that hasn't been caught to heaven and who is still not Christian or still doesn't believe in Christ. These are all the, the demon, uh, the, the elites, the, the demon time people. These are all those people, that the, the witches, the secularists, the agnostics, the atheists. So is what will happen. The second bowl, the sea turns to blood fully again. And the second angel poured out his bowl into the sea and it became blood as the dead of man. And every living creature in the sea died. So no more life in the sea and all the sea's blood now. Not parts of it, not little, you know, little bits of all of it. So there's no more clean um, seawater. The third seal, the all the waters turned to blood now. So not only were the, the waters bitter, bitter, they were drinkable. But now all the waters, the, the the lakes, the rivers, the springs became blood. All of them. Not just some of them. All of them. The fourth bowl was men are scorched. And the fourth angel poured out his bowl uh, um, of the sun um, on the sun, and the, the power was given to him to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched with great heat. And they blasphemed the name of God, who had power over the plagues, and they did not repent. So even in this day these people will still not repent. It, it, like I tell Christians, do not fi- let you let the evangelist go try to change, you know, people. If you're not an evangelist, do not fight people do not fight people who don't believe what you believe. You f- you you link with people that believe what you believe because life is short. You don't want to go out here fighting everyone and then you never find connections with people that actually share the same interests with you. So these people are not going to change at all. Now, if they're opening to changing, if they have an open mind, sure, talk to them. Try to evangelize them. But if they are not opening, let them go about their day. Let them let them blaspheme the Lord, and burn with the fourth bowl. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm 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 going to keep it a stack with y'all. Um, the fifth bowl is the darkness and pain bowl. And the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became full darkness. So the, this is. Again, a reference to the Egyptian plagues, and they gnawed their tongues and became in pain, and the and they blasphemed the God of the he, of heaven because their pains and their sores, because of the pains and their swords, and they had they as of yet did not repent of their deeds. So still, they're still going through these things and still won't repent, and they still blaspheme the Lord. The sixth seal, you know, the Euphrates was. Snatched up. The Euphrates was ruined, but now the Euphrates is all dried up. The Euphrates was not dried up. I said it was dried up, but when I, I meant that, I meant that it was it was little. Like it, it it went from a great flowing river to a small flowing river. Now the Euphrates is dried up. So the sixth seal poured out of his um poured out his bowl in the great river Euphrates, and the water dried up. And many of the kings of the east might be prepared. <clears throat> and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the, of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophets. They were the spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather up them before the great battle um gather them to battle of the great day of God almighty. So they, it's telling you what they're doing in these times. So, they, they they're doing the same thing. You know, they're not they're not going to change. If it's on your heart to say the same, you excuse me, you become like Pharaoh and follow the Israelites out to the river because your heart is so cold. The seventh bowl is that earth was utterly shaken, and the seventh angel poured out his bowl unto the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying. It is done. Isn't that what Jesus said when he was on that cross? It is done. Thank you, Jesus. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there were great earthquakes and mighty earthquakes that had not been, had not, uh, had not occurred since the men were on earth. So this is this is when cities fall, nations fall, and a lot of people died during these times and great babylon was remembered before god and her cup of her wine of fierceness let me not read that part let me just keep going um the scarlet woman that was the last bowl okay and this is going to describe some of the people some of the imagery we will see in the last days scarlet woman and the scarlet beast so scarlet if you think about egyptian mythology what goddess wears scarlet Isis, I believe. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> but in, in in mythology, you always get the 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 goddess of witchcraft. Okay, this is uh a, a, an, an an analogy to Samaranis. This is an analogy to the woman of purple and scarlet. Okay, she wears purple or scarlet. Okay, this was the mystery. Babylon the Great, the, wa- the mother of all harlots, because not only usually was she a goddess of witchcraft, she was usually a goddess of sex, goddess of of promiscuality, a goddess of this is where we get the, the, the WAP, <laughs> you know, energy we get today. This is where we get the promiscuity of these women who think that it's okay to show their butts, you know, in, in, in the street, think that that's okay. That's where we get the spirit of that from one of the angels who had the seven bolds came and talked to me, saying, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth had committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were drunk with the wrath of her, with the wine of her fornication. This is a lot about earth today. A lot of us fornicate. A lot of us think it's Okay. And it's not. I tell everybody this, including myself, it is not okay. You need to repent and change your wicked ways. I plan on getting married, y'all. So don't don't um persecute me yet. Um I'm I'm trying my best. God working on me. So um the meaning of the woman and the beast. This part is essential, and I don't want to read it because I want you guys to read it. Okay. This explains fully who the woman and the beast are and it's essential to know because it ties in all together what i've been saying you know what i'm saying it 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 ties in everything so i'm gonna i'm gonna stop there and let you guys read it and continue the fall of babylon the great who i believe this is a metaphor for the u.s of a and after these things i saw another angel come down from heaven having great authority and the earth was illuminated with his glory and he cried out in that mightily loud voice saying babylon the great has fallen it has fallen so after the u.s falls again if you think about fallout 4 or even any, any fallout game once the u.s falls that that is a sign that is a great sign um the or or it is uh Or a country synonymous with Babylon. Or a political structure synonymous with Babylon. You don't have to think U.S. You can think a lot of different ways for this. Um, The world mourns Babylon's fall. I don't even want to read this because I feel like... If you're going to mourn Babylon... Do you know what Babylonian people did back in the days? Do you know what eunuchs are? Do you know that they had castrated young men in the temples of Babylon... Who were quote unquote prophets. Do you not do you not know that they did all type of pederasty and disgustingness in Babylon? Let's not get started. I have no sympathy for Babylon. I don't read the world more as Babylon, because I will never. Um so we have the uh, the finalization of Babylon's fall. Hallelujah. Um let's read the next one. Heaven exalts over Babylon. Hallelujah. So heaven comes and Babylon is no more. Great, hallelujah. Once that happens, I will be amen. You know, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That will be the day Jesus is close and close and closer. So, Jesus, at this point, he's coming with those 144,000, but he's still sparing people. Okay, but at this point, once Babylon falls, here comes Christ on that white horse walking down the road. Once you see what Christ on that white horse. Oh, and heaven opens. Oh, it's over. It's it's done. We're done. You might as well bow down to him, because if you don't, you're going to combust literally. OK, I don't want to. um, <laughs> I don't want to um, put fear in, in agnostics. I don't want to put fear in atheists, but you should be afraid. OK, you should be scared of Jesus. I am. OK, if if Jesus can control spirits and you've had witches that have been working with spirits for 50, 60 years. I'm scared because if he can control spirits, he can control all the spirits. Okay? That means Satan. That means me. That means you. I ain't doing it. I ain't fighting nobody. I know I can't win against my mama. I ain't fighting them. No. I'm smart. I'm wise. I know that if I can't win, it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll lose. I'll take that L. Um, so, of course, the beast and his armies were defeated. Duh. God, uh, Jesus, king of kings, lord of lords. Hello. What you thought? But you thought say, Satan, it was written, okay? He said so in his life. So, you know, duh, Satan is going to be destroyed. And whilst Jesus is reigning for a thousand years, Satan will be bound for a thousand years. So while Jesus is um, reigning for a thousand years, making the earth peaceful for a thousand years. I hope I'm, um my descendants are alive for a thousand years. Because they deserve to just have peace after all that. If there are any you know Christians who are hiding out from the beast and 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 keeping the faith and hiding you know like James did in his persecution, then they deserve these a thousand years of peace. so the saints reign with Christ for a thousand years, so Satan is held in 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 um chains, and everybody else gets the chill so the Satanic rebellion is crushed, hallelujah, all the beasts are crushed. And all that. The great um, white throne judgment. And I saw a great white throne. And him who sat on it. And the, and those who faced the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead. Small and great. Standing before God. And the book was opened. So this is the part. Where everybody. Dead and alive. Were judged according by their works. This is when. Everybody, in these thousand years, this is where God will come and judge everybody who was on Earth. So, how do you would have died? You know, in a, in a in a bloodshed or in this is your part two. You will be judged a second time, and this time, if you don't make it into heaven, you're going into the lake of fire, and that is scary. That's worse than hell. And let me tell you why. So, after uh, God comes back and and, and divides the, the, the sheep from the goat, the good from the bad, all things are made new. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. So, this is the part, like I said, this is where the good people get to rule, get to live. And I hope it will be me, in part of the new Jerusalem. When you accept Christ, you become a new creature, okay? You get the metaphors. Once we are judged... It is gonna be heaven on earth forever. Hallelujah to that. Nobody wants to believe that, but it is the truth. The glory of New Jerusalem. This explains how Jesus will set up his earth. The river of life. Um, he will set up a new Euphrates. So once the Euphrates is dried up, it is. It is. It is gonna be. Oh, it is gonna be amazing. I just. I pray to God that I am good enough to be glory glorified and not glorified but um good enough in his eyes to even set foot into heaven i hope that all my most you know all my family members make it but if they don't i can only pray for them you know what i'm saying I, i pray that i make it myself i pray that all my christians friend, christian friends make it i pray we all make it to that day and we all find who jesus really is but with that being said The time is near. Okay? What I'm saying to you is going to come to pass very quickly. Very fast. We think we have a hundred million years before Jesus comes back. It's been 2,000 years. So we always have to be attentive and aware to the times. Be aware that the time is near. Jesus testifies to the churches. So this, um, I believe these are the seven churches. Jesus comes and testify to them and behold I am coming quickly and my reward is with me hallelujah and um, to give to everyone according to his work I am the alpha and the be- and the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last and blessed are those who do his commandments thank you Jesus so he's giving you he, he, again <laughs> he's giving you instructions He's giving you instructions to this New Jerusalem he's giving you he's giving you in he's giving you the directions if you get lost that's on you I don't know what to say anymore so a warning I will testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book if anyone adds to these God will add to the plagues that are written in this book if anyone takes away from the words of this book the prophecy of God will take away his part from the book of life and that's why i believe a lot of catholics that took out the the lost books they have accounting to do yes indeed they are going to be the ones standing in the plagues they are going to be the ones being held accountable um and and so the, the end is here this is the end of the book i am coming quickly and i'm going to stop it here And I'm going to start the gospel because this is the end. So after all that, we are finished. God has gave his judgments. God has said how he felt. God has given you instructions. And so Jesus warns us after he warns us the first time. He says, I am coming quickly. He who testifies to these things say, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, Lord Jesus. Uh, even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. He's coming quickly. We don't know the day or the hour, but he is coming quickly. And once he comes, there will be no stopping him. And those Satanists and Luciferians will hide in the mountains and, and say pr- pray to fall on us. But it won't work because Jesus is coming. So if you think you can sit here and continue the, the road you're going on and continue the sin and continue cussing and stealing and, and cheating on your wife. Okay To end this, I just want to say a prayer—a prayer for, um, let's see, a prayer for peace. Here we go. Let's read one. It's my song too, y'all. Prince of Egypt. I love that movie so much. Soundtrack. I listen to it like every day. Before we head out, let's jam to some of this music. If you know the song, you know a gem. Let's just turn it down and I'll let it play out as I finish this. Prayer for peace of mind in these times. Father, right now we speak to the root of fear, guilt, shame, and condemnation. We are forgiven in your sight for accepting Christ. Thank you. And we denounce the lies of Satan that accuse us of not being right in your sight. We renounce... um, we renounce those lies, excuse me, and put all of our faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. Our Yahshua HaMashiach. The HaMashiach. Thank you so much, Father God, for giving us opportunities, for giving us instructions, for giving us the Bible. If you don't think God is real, reevaluate yourself, not the Bible. Thank you all for listening today. Thank you all for Giving me the platform to say this. Even if nobody listens to me, I'll listen to me. And my children will listen to this. Thank you. And listen to the Prince of Egypt song. May peace be with all of you. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you.